Welcome to another episode of Fill in the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Corey Armbrecht. Yo! So, Corey, you know what we're going to talk about today? What are we going to talk about today? The Growing Block Universe. Alright. So, what do you know about the Growing Block Universe, or what comes to your mind when I say the Growing Block Universe? Everything that you told me last night, so run us through it. Okay, well, <laughs> Growing Block Universe is kind of what we talk about with the B-string theory. Um, it's, it's, the, it's basically A-string theory. Uh, so, according to the Growing Block Universe theory of time... Um, or it's also known as the growing block view, the past and present exist and the future does not exist. The present is an objective property to be compared with a moving spotlight. By the passage of time, more of the world comes into being. Therefore, the block universe is said to be growing. The growth of the block is supposed to happen in the present, a very thin slice of space-time, where more of space-time is continually coming into being. The growing block view is an alternative to both eternalism, according to which past, present, and future all exist, and presentism, according to which only the present exists. It is held to be closer to common sense intuitions than the alternatives. C.D. Broad was a proponent of this theory in 1923. Some modern defenders are Michael Tooley in 1997 and Peter Forrest in 2004. So the whole idea between the spotlight view theory, I don't know if you understand fully what that is. So far. But basically, when you have a spotlight, the light shines literally on you. It's put on your person, so you're the only thing, everything around you is not illuminated. You are illuminated, so you're present in that moment. Mm -hmm. So it's talking about things that were lit up before the spotlight is considered past. So things that happened in history. You mean the spotlight had already hit you and yes. moved on. So if I'm moving at a, if I point a spotlight at a bunch of houses, okay. I start going from left to right. Mm-hmm. As I'm going to the right, things to the left that you that were illuminated at one point are past. Mm-hmm. So that's a real thing that happened, which means that past is 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 it, it has happened. But so, doesn't it mean that the houses can further to the right don't exist yet? That's what it, the idea behind it is, that the houses to the right that have not been illuminated yet are, so what we would call the future ones, like obviously if it's moving in a line, those are going to be illuminated next. They're future, so it doesn't exist. But the idea that the past has already happened, that exists, and then the one that's lit up at, the house that's lit up is now present. So that idea that that does exist because that house is illuminated right now. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? I definitely like, do, th- do. Do you feel like you like that idea better than the B theory? Well, you know, I'm, 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 I like the B theory because it kind of puts in alternate realities and like possible worlds, kind of. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this is what we've kind of been taught, and this is kind of what we're influenced by society when it consists of a kind of a part of A theory, where the future doesn't exist and we can still yet. we still have the ability to change it. You know what I mean? Yeah, potentiality. But, but like with most time travel movies, like we were talking about, you know, f- f- like anything that involves with time travel, going back into the past, it leads to the butterfly effect, where if we affect an event, it's going to affect our future. But that's only because the present day where we're from, we went back in time. So that's affecting the future. We don't know what that future outcome will be if we affect something in the past. So the idea with the growing block universe seems like to be the common thing that people want to believe in. 
just because it's wanting to i it, wanting to i can resonate with in the sense that like it's just what we've been control. taught to, we've been taught to believe and you don't want to feel like yeah like someone's controlling your life in front of you if i if i told you that like everything you're about to do is already predetermined there's no way you can possibly change it. it's already happening on a whole another universe somewhere you're going to be like i don't I don't, I don't believe you. And then you'll probably jump out the window. Next thing you know, i got to call an ambulance to get Corey off my street. Right. You know, we, see, I still, I think the B-theory still resonates with me for so many reasons. We had talked about, I don't remember if it was on the show or not, but we talked about the idea of deja vu just being like, kind of like a wave in a, That's in a dimension. And like, it's just kind of a little wiggle. And it's like... You're, you saw what's already going to happen because it already has happened. It's already been written. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking of it. And then I think that's also with like dreaming, mm-hmm. where we have these dreams that seem so like, not like deja vu, but they seem like kind of lucid dreams or types of things that are like feel so real. Mm-hmm. Um, just that whole aspect. Are we just, when we call rapid eye movement, is that just us slipping into another dimension? Like, is that our brain looking through all these portals and doorways and finding the best one that would suit us. And it's just, and us, instead of... We're not imagining something new. We're just drifting somewhere else. Yeah, we're, we're like our essence or our mind is just going to a whole other universe and that's what we're experiencing. Wouldn't that be a weird scenario if you fall asleep and then next thing you know, like you're not in the same universe when you wake up. Like, you're just not there. Like, you cannot get <laughs> like back to your time. own. Yeah, what if that was your existence? Like, let's say... You're we're in a world of water. You like you still have your age and like you know you have to be you're only gonna live to be like eighty or something like that, right? But every day you're somewhere like slightly different, whereas like just some yeah some butterfly effect thing happened, and but now it's greatly affected your entire universe. How would you how would you develop as a person? Constantly I, living in a different reality. adapting yeah adapt but but still trying to like maintain relationships and things and like you know i'm saying like what if the what if the those things weren't that different well it's like the whole idea that if if i fell asleep right now and went into a whole nother reality and i could not get back to this one like this one was gone forever it's like changing the channel so going from a vacation or hallmark type christmas story type show Mm -hmm. and entering a cooking show like the whole reality changes. Like so, then I wake up in a world where I have fins or I have gills, and like the whole world's filled with water. And it's like that's the idea of B theory. Like there's alternate realities all existing at once. If there's one outcome that happened, it doesn't have to be so drastic as a water world. Right. Well, I it could be a slight that. change. Like I wake up instead of wearing black sweatpants, I'm wearing red sweatpants. I'm like, why am I? You know, that that's just right. that reality. Right. I agree. I think. Uh... I think that makes more sense to me. And I'm okay with, like, I'm okay with giving up my control because it's, like, how much control that I really have. Have I really had in my life in the first place? You know what I mean? So, like, I'm okay with just kind of, like, being more, like, the record player versus, like, trying to, like, write the record as it's playing. So the whole growing block universe, the whole concept is that the past and present exist and the future is is time consisting into coming into existence. So, like, of new events. So, if we're coming into these existence, like, it's still, it's still in down the line. We don't, we haven't gotten there yet. So, that time does, the future doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. That's the A theory. So, when we kind of dive deeper into the theory, um, basically, Brode first proposed this theory in 1923. He described the theory as follows. 
It will be observed that such a theory as this accepts the reality of the present and the past, but holds that the future is simply nothing at all. Nothing has happened to the present by becoming past, except that fresh slices of existence have been added to the total history of the world. The past is thus as real as the present. On the other hand, the essence of a present event is not that it precedes future events, but that there is quite literally nothing to which it had relation or precedence of. The sum total of existence is always increasing, and, and this is which gives the time series a sense as well as an order. A moment t is later than a moment t prime. So if the sum total of existence at t includes the sum total of existence at t prime together with something more. So being able to add one thing onto it, it that wouldn't affect the future. Future is a whole nother variable. So like what like I I think I explained it a little bit better with my little like understanding of it. Mm -hmm. So this dynamic theory of time conforms with the common sense intuition that the past is fixed, the future is unreal, and the present is constantly changing. There are also other reasons for supporting the growing block view of time that go beyond the common sense. Thule, for example, bases his argument on the casual relation. His main argument is outlined by Dayton as it follows. Number one, events in our world are casually related. Causally? Causally related. You got me on that too when we were talking about it downstairs before the podcast. Because I, I see like I could understand it two different ways. It could be like, all right, they're sort of related casually. But you're saying it's like the cause of. Yeah. So the ca- number two is the causal relation is inherently asymmetrical. Effects depend on their cause causes in a way that causes do not depend on their effects. What did you get out of that? Just the last part. I mean, to be honest, this is a little... Uh, Mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah, it's a little heavy. Like, I'm trying to process it, you know, as fast as you're dishing it out. Um, so... I, well, I feel like the, oh. the cause and effect, like, cause shouldn't have any... <laughs> Cause shouldn't be affected by the effects. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, it says effects depend on their causes in a way that causes do not depend on their effects. Okay, well, so, that I can agree with. Yeah, so cause and effect. Something has to happen for something to occur or that outcome to occur. But not the reverse. reverse. Yeah, but not the reverse. So this asymmetry is only possible if a cause's effects are not real as the time of their cause. Say that. Say that again. So, the asymmetry is only possible if a cause's effects are not real as of the time of their cause. Okay. So, that effect wouldn't be chalked up to that that caused it if it has no relation in it whatsoever. So, the fact that our future isn't affected by our present, it, it, it wouldn't make sense. You know what I mean? Because what we do in the present obviously is going to affect our future. So that's a cause and effect. Yeah. They're saying the asymmetry, so like the opposite yeah. of that would be okay. Got it. That the future. If it was symmetrical and it went backwards too, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Well, being I think with being symmetrical, they're talking about being and related to. Oh, I thought they were saying asymmetrical, as in it's going one way, it doesn't go both ways. Yeah, that's how they're talking about it. Okay. Yeah, you got it right. So, um. There's some criticism a little bit on this, but number four for 
um, his kind of theory that's being chalked up is causes occur before their effects. X is earlier than Y mm -hmm. means roughly that some event simultaneous with X causes some event simultaneous with Y. So the idea that something that happens in the present can affect the future, but the future cannot affect the present. Mm -hmm. And then our universe must, therefore, be a growing block. Why should it must? I don't understand the must part. Because the idea that future, present, and past are all existing, that's not the growing block theory. Oh, the right, growing right, block right, theory oh, right, right, is right, that right, the past right. and the present are the only two things that are relative because yeah. the present affects the future, but the future has no way of affecting the, the past, past or the present. Yeah. I, I believe that. That is true. I mean, that's a fact, I think. It's but, hard to kind of see we, past that. But if we achieve time travel, we'd break that law, right? We'd be able to say, hey, the future can affect the past. How would it affect if we're going, we can only go forward and the future is not going to affect the offense in the past? So time travel is impossible in the growing block theory? No, because pre because the past does exist. It's just well, the future doesn't think exist. Think of your time machine as only being able to go back into the past. Okay. Because that's the only thing that would be relevant to affect. You can't, are the past, if we go back and change the past, it's going to affect the present and it's going to affect the future, obviously, because mm -hmm. the present hasn't happened yet. So the present would be the past. But how I, let's say I do something that causes some guy to make a time machine, right? That's a future thing that hasn't happened but yet. But that's you affecting the future. Him going back in time is just going to let you know that, hey, that happened. And that doesn't become the future anymore because then it would change. Knowing that you're going to build something, and the next thing you know, some slight thing could go off. That's the whole butterfly effect. Right. It, that's, that's why we haven't butterfly. seen any future time travelers. So are we saying butterfly effect is inconsistent with growing block theory? It's consistent. It's consistent? Yeah, so it goes with it. That the butterfly okay. effect, the only two okay. things that are... Because okay, the right. butterfly Positive effect, effect. Yeah, all right, all yeah. Right, all right. So if okay. I went back in time and then told, like, sailed the Titanic and moved it off a little bit so it didn't hit the iceberg, that would affect the future. You know what I mean? Because this, this future would be completely different. Or this present would be completely different if everyone on the Titanic lived. I do see the argument for it being asymmetrical and saying... You know, time is going this one way, and I don't know. But at the same time, it it still all seems very written B theory style. Like it's already everything's already been done, and we're just well. B theory is that future, and is is existent too. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. This isn't I'm, that the future exists. I know. This is that's coming into existence. Right. I'm yeah. I'm saying I believe in the cause and effect, and I I like the idea of what they're saying about about asymmetry because that that's a good reasoning for the growing block theory but like it doesn't explain other things that we had talked about with the a theory and b theory and i think a, uh me personally still even after discussing this so far it's like b theory seems to still resonate with, with me even more like or not even more but just just the same I would like to believe in B theory, but I also like the I, I mean, the, the most common or subjective one, I guess you could say, would be the growing block universe. That's the most common one. It seems to be the one that kind of plays in our everyday life and how our thoughts work. I agree. So let's talk about the criticism. You might agree with these guys that criticize the growing block theory. Recently, several philosophers, David Brandon Mitchell, 2004, and Craig Bourne and Trenton Merricks, have noted that if the growing block view is correct, then we have to conclude that we do not whether now is now. 
we do not know whether now is now. The first occurrence of now is an indexual, and the second occurrence of now is the objective tense property. Their observation implies the following sentence. This part of space-time has the property of being present. So, mm -hmm. take Socrates discussing in the past with Georgius, and at the same time thinking that the discussion is occurring now. According to the growing block theory view, tense is a real property of the world. So his thought is about now. The objective present, he thinks tensely that his thought is occurring on the edge of being, but we know he is wrong because he is in the past. He does not know that now is now, but how can we be sure we are not in the same position? There is nothing special with Socrates, therefore we do not know whether now is now. However, some argue that there is an ontological distinction between the past and the present. For instance, Forrest of 2004 argues that although there exists a past, it is lifeless and inactive. Consciousness, as well as the flow of time, is not active within the past and can only occur at the boundary of the block universe in which the present exists. I believe in that. Because I can't, I, the past I think of it as inactive. Mm -hmm. It happened, but it's not happening now. Mm -hmm. The idea that they're talking about with Socrates saying, you know, well, it, it would be like if I was Socrates and then you were Plato or somebody, mm -hmm. another yeah. famous philosopher. Yeah. The idea that I'm talking to you right now is in a is not an event. It's happening now. But then someone could be talking about it in the future right. or in the present. Right. As yeah, because. We talk about them in the past tense. Yes. But they were talking in the now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean that concept's real, too. Mm -hmm. So, the, the, it, to be honest, time is a sketchy mistress, it seems like. We don't fully understand. So, a couple things I wrote down is the best example of really understanding this for anyone that's out there listening that's still kind of having a tough time. Having a pizza with eight slices and the present slices being consumed doesn't stop existing but go into another state of being. Such is the past. Those events are not gone, but now more present events have been tacked on to what you can consider as your life's history. So the sum total of existence has been added to the history of the world because nothing in the past affects the present. So the total of existence is always increasing. Nothing in the past affects the present? So nothing in the past affects the present. Like an event that happened... Are we in effect of a cause? Or we wouldn't know what present would be if those events in the past didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So the idea is the the past doesn't affect the present. The idea that is like we where we're at right now. Oh, oh okay, all right. Currently, where we're at right now. Got it. If I if someone put eight slices of pizza in front of you, you ate two of them. Those slices didn't just not exist. They just got. Uh, there was an event that was added to your life. That's mm -hmm. how they think of it. That was a, that's now an event that you know something happened. You know, if I bring out more pizza for you, that's just an event that's coming into existence. That's not something that left existence. You know, mm -hmm. it, it that that one's kind of sketchy to follow because the way we talk about past and present tense when we talk and future tense. You know, I'm going to do this in about ten minutes. That's like, you know, that's 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 debating things onto the future. But it still changes because, like, let's say somebody set a bomb ten minutes ago. To go off right now. Exactly. If so it went off right now, that's not an effect of that cause. Like, it's going off now. It's not going off 
Back that's what then. they talk about the yeah. future is ever changing and you can't affect it because you don't know what the outcome is truly going to be. You can have a decision on what it's what you're going to do, but it might not plan out that way. That's why, you know, when a plan does work out, you're like, that's why I love it when a plan comes together. But honestly, when do you actually make a plan and then it actually kind of goes exactly how you said it was going to go? There's always some random minor flaw or some event or something you forgot, like if you're taking a trip. Yeah, it's rare for something to go perfectly. Exactly. And, I mean, that's like... It's like lucky when it happens. You're like, oh, man, everything worked out. Yeah. So it's it's really like, it, it gives your really mind time to think and you have anybody that really tries to understand the growing block universe look it up you know time is an existential thing we don't fully understand anything about it but the fact that you know it's just it's something that we don't understand just fascinates me even more because it leaves it open into interpretation of what you really want to take from it do you think it's just going to based upon what we learned i don't know if it said anything but like is it supposedly just supposed to keep growing infinitely or are they also leaving it open to the universe might collapse and then that, that ends it or something? The things that happen now and mm-hmm. the things that happened before exist. Right, but it's always adding the sum total. But the future is always increasing. Mm-hmm. So it's always changing. We don't know that outcome and so it doesn't exist. It's coming into existence. But what I'm saying is... is does that leave room for the universe to disappear and collapse? Because what it sounds like is it's like it's never going to. Even though they said endure to whatever it was, endurism or endurtism, whatever it was. Um, endurtism. Yeah. The uh, ability to endure and then perdurtism, which is the ability per, to purdue. Okay. So it just seems like growing block universe is like it's always going to keep growing and expanding and, and getting more full and saturated, it's never going to not... It's never going to be smaller because you're always adding. There's never a subtraction. And I'm just wondering if there's like a, a kind of like a loophole or at least a, an open door possibility for, you know, the universe to disappear and collapse. Or if it, they're saying that will never happen, it's just... A constantly growing bigger, bigger. They're thing. not saying it's never going to happen, but if it happens in the future, we won't know and we can't change that because if that's what's determined to happen, the future doesn't exist. It's just you can't think of the future as the future. You have to. But own. we could affect that. The only thing that, that we know that exists is what's happening now and what's happened in the past. So the future, whatever we do, is not changing into it. That's the. the, the, okay. the it's coming into existence so that's just what had to happen but we can make a cause now that will have an effect later on the universe that's how we think of it too that's how we keep adding more blocks to the block it seems like we all take a piece of the growing block universe and we all take a piece of a theory seems to be the most common influence onto society today just how we like to talk Mm -hmm. and we're kind of raised to speak like you don't say store is now you say no I'm going to the store now you know Mm -hmm. it's it's how you phrase your things, you know. We're always going to talk with past, present, and future tense because that's just how we were taught to learn. Our society. Our society. There, remember, we don't know if there's remember a, there are those Indian other tribes. realities. Yeah. No, no, no. There's those Indian tribes that they don't have tense. They don't talk about. They don't talk about like past and future in the ways that we do. That nor do they really like think about it. We really should touch. I'll, I'll try to find that. There's some like, you know, ten minute. National Geographic type thing where they go to that and just talk about it a little bit because it really would be it would be strange 
to go about your everyday life without tents. I mean, me, I'm like trying to figure out my 10 year plan in my life, you know? So I'm like, I'm fully relying on the, let's go with the A theory because I believe like, okay, I have to like set my, set my sights on my goals and I have to work towards them. What's 10 years from now, Corey going to be into? That's your idea of thinking. Like, what are you doing? Going to be doing ten years from now? And What's how, that? what can I do now to get there? Versus the B theory, where, where it's kind of like a little nihilist, and we're kind of saying, "Well, I'm going to get there, or I'm not." You know? Yeah. It's it's already written one way or the other. This is kind of how I think when I'm like, I want to have to poop or something. I'm like, that's thirty minutes from now, Robbie's problem, not this Robbie's problem. But your butthole's like, hey, dude, I'm going to go eventually, so just chill out. Yeah, and the next thing you know, it just comes out and you're sitting in your bed like, ah, shit. Well, to end it on a good note with pooping, (laughs) uh, listen to this fill-in-the-blank episode, and if it inspires you to look up more theories of time and space travel, let us know about your thoughts in the comment section below. We should should touch on A, A theory and B theory in the context of pooping. Because if you think about it, that's it's a whole that's con- separate all, podcast. I know, I know. It's always being produced, and it's always being, like, what evacuated? What's the word I'm looking for? That's a perfect way of saying it. it's always being so, evacuated. Sometimes you got to flush it down the drain. So, has it always existed according to B theory? And what has existed? All of your shits, or like some of, or like just as one? I like or to is think it like my most powerful poops uh-huh. are happening right now to another Robbie out there. I'm like, you're experiencing a, a painful situation. The one where you have to take your shirt off and grab the towel in front of you and clench the God that you <laughs> get through sweat it. this one out. But afterwards, you feel like 30 pounds lighter and you're like, I would do that again. I would go through that pain to experience that. And I believe that's what a lot of people do when they experience an event. Like, they're willing to go through the pain to get there. It might be hard at the time, but then once you proceed through it, you're glad you did it. Better it's on the other side. Always better on the other side, especially after you wipe or shower, depending on the flow. Let's go shower. Just drink a bottle of Pepto. We'll get through it. We should cut this five minutes earlier. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for being uh, uh, on for the podcast, Corey. Thank you. Thank you for constantly hitting that spoon on that coffee cup. But um, anybody out there that's listening to the podcast, like I said, look it up and enjoy.